And now, Legal Matters. With Turner Freeman Lawyers. Determined to make a difference. Every Tuesday... We talk to Turner Freeman Lawyers for Tuesday Legal Matters and today the focus is medical negligence. So you might have visited a hospital, maybe you've had surgery and we'll be talking robotic surgery next hour in fact as part of your Tuesday checkup. But perhaps something did go wrong or it hasn't gone to plan and something's occurred that's affected your health and you think, well hang on, I could have rights to compensation here. It's impacting my life, it's impacting my ability to make a living. What can I do? Well, you're in the right place. 131873 is a number to call. If you think you might have a claim or if you've got a question and you're just thinking, well, I don't want to pay to go to a lawyer because I don't have the money to spare, well, the lawyer's here right now to give you free legal advice. And I've also got a $100 Westfield voucher to give away. And Lydia Monteverdi from Turner Freeman Lawyers is an expert in medical negligence and she's with us here online. Hello, Lydia. Welcome to Afternoons. Hi, Deborah. Thanks for having me. Well, we'll get to some calls in a moment, but I just wanted to talk a bit more about cosmetic surgery because we talked to you about that last time you were on the show and really there's been a big focus on it as a result of the Four Corners investigation and we mentioned that there is a big difference, of course, between a cosmetic surgeon and a plastic surgeon. And just to recap for anyone who didn't hear that chat last month, the industry, as you say, it's not as well managed as other parts of the medical world, is it? No, it's not. Um, and it's it's an area of medicine where there has been many calls over a number of years for more regulation, uh, basically to protect patients and to ensure patient safety because, I mean, you mentioned there was a Four Corners investigation that, um, that really shone a light on the issues between cosmetic surgeons and plastic surgeons. I mean, that example is, is one of many, to be frank. Uh, and we certainly support more regulation because ultimately it's going to benefit patients. And what could that regulation involve? Because at the moment you would assume that if a pro- provider is saying, I'll offer you services when it comes to cosmetic work to be done, that they would need to be accredited and, and registered appropriately. Yeah, that's right, Deborah. And look, the biggest call is for there to be a protection of the title of plastic surgeon because people are able to, or practitioners are able to hold themselves out as cosmetic surgeons um, when actually they haven't, some of them haven't done any surgical training whatsoever. So that is the biggest key is to make sure that there is um, a clear protection of the plastic surgeon title. And also there's other calls um, to, for instance, change advertising regulations to make sure that practitioners make it clear what their qualifications are uh, on their websites, on their social media pages, whatever it may be, so that patients are are really well informed about what they're getting. And some people might have questions to do with cosmetic surgery. 131873 is a number to call. Perhaps the procedure has gone wrong and you're just not sure what you can do, what the recourse is. What should the first step be, Lydia, if, if people have been to a cosmetic surgeon or been to a plastic surgeon and they've, they've come out the other side and they're in pain or it hasn't gone the way that they were told it would, which, as you say, it happens more often than we realise in many cases, what's the first option that people, first step that they should take? Well, look, from a first step point of view, if, if you need to seek medical attention, that's that's absolutely the priority. Um, there are a number of different steps that you can take, and it really depends on on what's happened. But sometimes, 
you might be able to go back to the practitioner and, and seek an explanation for, for what's happened because it might be um, a very run-of-the-mill complication. If it's not a run-of-the-mill complication, then, um, and obviously my view is biased, but, but my suggestion would be to seek some legal advice about what your, what your options are um, and take it from there. Yeah, and get good legal advice, a bit like get, getting good cosmetic surgery and work done in the first place. There's there's good yeah, and bad right. in every industry, so you're in the right place with Lydia. 131873 is the number to call. Trevor's called in with a question for you. Hi, Trevor. Hi, how are you? Well, thank you. What's happened? Uh, look, I had a, um, a myelogram. It's a medical test done about 35 years ago now, um, and I had uh, quite a severe um, allergic reaction. Um, which left my left leg like without sensation. Um, so I was just wondering what my options were or what my what what my recompense was basically. Mm. So it happened thirty five years ago. You're saying though? Yeah, yeah. When I was a child, when I was about yeah, yeah, yeah eight years old or something like that. Mm. What are the options mm. in that regard, Lydia? Hi, Trevor. Thanks for your call. Look, um, the thing that stands out to me is that there are limitation periods that apply in New South Wales to bringing medical negligence claims. So you have three years at now, um, you have three years from the date that you discover negligence has occurred within which to commence court proceedings. Um, there are ways to get around that in the sense that if you're, you were a minor, um, so you're under 18, then uh, sometimes your limitation period doesn't start to tick until later on. Uh, but what I'd say is I'd probably need more advice, uh, more information from you in order to advise you properly. So uh, I'd be more than happy to have a chat to you uh, offline and and give you some better advice about your options. All right, Trevor, stay on the line and we'll also send you out the $100 Westville voucher for you too because I think it's a, an important question because that statute of limitations issue, as you say, there are ways around it and a lot of people think, well, you know, a number of years have passed and I wasn't sure, but, but that shouldn't rule out taking that first step and getting advice, should it, Lydia? Yeah, that's exactly right, Deborah. Um, it, it really comes down to what you knew, uh, what kind of an impact the, the treatment has had on you, uh, and there are a few other legal issues as well that we look at. So, yes, as you say, it shouldn't preclude people from taking the first step. Now, we had a recent case in Coffs Harbour of an unregistered counsellor who was practising in that region. What sort of negligence could arise from... In this case, it was a mental health practitioner. But if someone isn't properly trained in that field, what are the consequences? And if you've been to see someone like that and you find out after the fact that they haven't, I mean, I guess with cosmetic surgery, registrations and accreditation is relevant to that area, but to all health fields. But in particular, if you find out that they aren't trained the way that they claim to be or that they're meant to be, what are your options then? Yeah, so unregistered practitioners are a really interesting area of, of my practice. Um, so what you would need to prove is the same with any claim in negligence. So you have to prove that the practitioner um, person breached their duty of care to you, which has caused you to suffer from some damage or harm. So really, um, it, you need to show that you've suffered some kind of an adverse consequence as a result of, of going to this person who... Uh, was unregistered and uh, with people who fall into that category we also look at 
at how they advertised themselves. So did they hold themselves out to be somebody who had a whole lot of qualifications when um, in reality they didn't? Or was it, um, you know, simply that the person has gone to them and, and no, nothing untoward has happened? So, yeah, there are certainly options and it, and it just depends on, on the outcome. Well, this councillor has been fined in the end $40,000 for not supplying appropriate documents and they've been fined by the Healthcare Complaints Commission, which is a body I hadn't heard much about, to be honest. But obviously, you know, you can't claim to be something that you're not within that medical area. Yeah, that's exactly right. And the Healthcare Complaints Commission in New South Wales is a really important body. So it is a, a New South Wales state government body, but it's independent of New South Wales Health. And its role is to investigate where there are issues raised with respect to public health and safety, um, both about practitioners or about particular facilities. So they um, would look at the conduct of this unregistered practitioner and, and make a determination about whether they're breaching any um, any of the national laws in terms of healthcare yeah. um, in Australia. And look, just quickly, we're going to be talking after two with an expert in robotic surgery as part of our Tuesday health checkup segment. I'm just interested with robotic surgery because it's just incredible what can be done with the advances in technology, particularly in areas like prostate and bladder cancers. And, you know, you think you're going under the knife, but what can be done with these tiny robots is is quite phenomenal. But who do you know who's at fault if you have an issue with robotic surgery? Yeah, look, it's an interesting area. Um, and as you say, because the technology is, is coming along in leaps and bounds, it's something that we as as lawyers and people interested in, in the medical sphere think that there'll be more issues as the technology progresses. Yeah, do you blame the machine or do you blame yeah. the, the person operating the machine? Yeah, to answer that question, it's difficult because it really depends, I suppose, on what the outcome is. So if it's a surgical technique thing, then you would blame the surgeon. But if it's, say, for instance, um, an issue with the with the robot malfunctioning or it not being fit for, fit for purpose, then it's a manufacturer or a product liability issue. Mm. Well, we'll explore that further after two in our Tuesday health checkup. But Lydia, great to get your your advice and, and input again, and we'll we'll chat again soon. Yeah, sounds great. Thanks, Deborah. Lydia Monteverdi there from Turner Freeman Lawyers, and they do provide a range of specialised legal services, including compensation and negligence law, asbestos litigation, superannuation and disability claims, employment law, wills and estate, and property law. And if you want to get in contact with any of the team at Turner Freeman, you can do it directly, 134363, or check out their website, turnerfreeman.com.au.